Party on, Todd. Party on, Sal. Rock on. Rock on. Well, welcome, Taj casters, to another Party on John cast, the podcast that involves two awesome Johns, theology, whatever we're drinking, rock and music, and more. This is uh, the Reverend Sal Marco, a uh, ordained teaching elder in the uh, Presbytery of Newton, PC, USA, and also in the Validated Ministry of Healthcare Chaplaincy. Always needing to be validated. Isn't that right, Allison? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, see, this is so much fun having Allison on. <laughs> My name is Reverend Todd Laddick. I am uh, an ordained elder in the uh, United Methodist Church of Greater New Jersey, serving uh, a congregation in Newton, New Jersey, on higher ground than Sal. <laughs> and we have a guest with us today as I try to adjust our yeah. rock and sun flare going on in our Zoom. And I know you're talking about Uric. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. <laughs> my my poor my poor friend Yurik. I knew him well, Horatio. <laughs> we have uh, uh, two guests actually that you'll hear. Uh, we have, of course, my wife Allison. Say hi, Allison. Hello. And uh, we have my son uh, Calvin. So we technically have three three Johns on today. Well, hello, Calvin. How are you doing? I'm good, Todd. How are you? <laughs> Wow, he articulates well at this age, man. So he must be—you must be putting him on the special juice. That's right. <laughs> so if you hear some cooing and cooing and ooing and on, that's Calvin. We are hoping to hear that. That's right. So, um, well, awesome. I guess this is a uh, good place for us to start our Hebrews segment. Hey guys, how do you know that God loves beer? How? And he wrote about it in the book of Hebrews. Ba-dum. Ba-dum. All you see is Allison shaking her head now. Nope. <laughs> Always, that's a, that's a common theme in our household. Well, since I'm I'm the ever fun guy, um, get it? Okay, so since I uh, no, I mean, I'm not you're doing shrooms. Yeah, <laughs> but since I am always the raging fun guy, I'm going to uh, start off. I am drinking the ever old school sparkling Poland spring with a twist of lemon. Ba-da. It is, uh, it is, it is, well, it is sparkling water with a twist of lemon. I don't know how else to describe it. From Maine? <laughs> from Maine, absolutely. Yep, from Maine. So Todd is being a stereotypically teetotaling Methodist today. So uh, you want to go next, Allison? Sure. Um, I'm, I don't know the brand. Um, Dettori or? Yeah, it's Dettori. It's, um, it's a, an Italian Pinot Grigio. Mm. And it's kind of my go-to. It's on the, not on the, not so cheap, but it's just, it tastes good. I'm, kind of a big fan of Italian mm. uh, Pinot Grigio and um, that's what I'm that's what I'm drinking it's I like Pinot Grigio because it's not too sweet and it's not too dry it's just kind mm. of in the middle yeah yeah and, if, I'm, um, if I'm gonna drink a white wine Pinot Grigio is right that or a Sauvignon Blanc uh, one of those two yeah, are my two go-tos yeah but um I don't know it's 
when I can find it, it's my it's my go to um, mm. plan, and it's not it's not too expensive either. But Good, I like rock it. on. Yes. Well, cheers. <laughs> cheers. And, and so, and Calvin M is drinking Similac Pro Sensitive. <laughs> okay, well, rock on, Calvin. You, that's you his favorite hit, go-to. That's go-to his go-to drink here. Right now. When he gets formula drunk, he gets formula drunk on Similac yes. Pro Sensitive. Yeah, he and break sleep when he gets milk drunk. Hit that bottle hard, man. Teach yeah, him right. right. <laughs> so, uh, so my well. health, my health accountability partner. I'm sure you're drinking something extremely healthy right now. Oh, extremely healthy. Uh, I'm drinking Industrial Arts Landscape Series, all New York State grown and brewed lagers. It's Summer Landscape. That's uh, out of Industrial Arts Brewing Company. They're up in, uh, uh, where is it? Gardnerville, New York, which is up by, um, oh, there's a pinky. It's up by West Haverstraw, New York. So it's not too far away, Rockland County. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a good lager. It's a little hoppier than most lagers, but it's good. And, uh, they also have a a brew a tap house in Beacon. Oh, nice! So, oh, yeah, a nice, a nice lager. Well, uh, just so everybody knows and has the explanation, uh, Sal and I a few weeks ago decided we were going to get our butts into uh, gear when it came to uh, you know eating and drinking healthy. Right, and so uh, I went on a couple week juice fast. And, and then I, um, uh, ended the juice fast, uh, this past Friday and, uh, yeah, so I've been eating and drinking healthy, hence my sparkling water. I don't do none of that, like sparkling, uh, spiked sparkling water or, or, you know, like hard sparkling water, white claw or whatever they, like I do old school. I'm going to, if I'm going to enjoy sparkling water, I'm going to enjoy sparkling water. I don't need to get drunk off of my sparkling water. Like I, I feel like somebody one day said, this is too much calories. I'm going to, I'm going to invent putting vodka in sparkling water and get healthy. But that's a contradiction of terms. You're still drinking alcohol. It's still points. Why bother? So I'm assuming you were never a Zima guy in, in the 90s? No. No, I mean, I, I drank Zima because it was something different. But it, <laughs> they, didn't, they, didn't, they didn't target themselves as sparkling water. No. They were a sweet kind of drink. Yeah. Um, so, and... Uh, I've been intermittently fasting, so that's been my. That was a recommendation of my doctor. Uh, okay. So. How's, how's been, that going? Uh, day by day. <laughs> gotcha. Um, really haven't fasted today, but. Well, I um, I went on back onto Weight Watchers because their new program is much more geared now. Well, they have different plans and one of the plans is the purple plan and it is geared to somebody like me. You can eat a whole bunch of whole foods, which costs zero points. Um, and then anything you eat that's outside of that, like two or 300 list of, um, of uh, foods will cost however many points they cost. You get less points uh, a day, which the idea is that they want you eating whole foods. Um, and so like, you know, vegetables, fruits, uh, brown rice, potatoes, like all of that is zero points. 
Um, yeah, it's really, really good. And I love potatoes. I love like rice. I love, so like I'm able to like just eat whatever I want out of those. And honestly, when you're eating them, how many potatoes can you eat? They fill you pretty quick. Right. So, so I'm doing pretty good. Nice. Doing pretty good on it. And, uh, and because my insurance, I get like half off the price. So I'm paying like eight bucks a month for digital Weight Watchers. I mean, you can't go wrong. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, I think it's, uh, when I was looking, it was like 16, 69, um, something like that. Okay. Some, somewhere between 16 and $20, I think a month. Um, I think they went down to 16 something. So, um, I, uh, so that's what I've been doing and, uh, so far so good. Obviously on intermittent fasting, I mean, you're, technically not supposed to drink alcohol i don't think at least while you're fasting i'm not fasting right now so i can drink alcohol you're on the other side of the intermittent fast yes <laughs> got you got you um so i guess my friends that well what oh allison already said and we already know what calvin's drinking so that does bring us to our most oh, excellent oh, music segment that didn't even bother calvin now calvin was like rock on bro rock on, rock on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to go first i'll go first because i i I've, I've been in one of those weird phases where like nothing is really doing it for me like i'm just have you ever been in a blah music stage i'm in a blah music stage but uh, with all that has been going on with George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and, um, you know, the, the, the Black Lives Matter and, and all of that, um, I have been listening to a lot of spirituals and I've been listening to uh, uh, John Legend and Common did a song called Glory for the Selma soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's a great song. It, it's a great song. So that is going to be my song for the for the. It, it seems fitting for not only our, our conversation this evening, but also our uh, just where we are as a country. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put up glory uh, and uh, the 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 chorus without getting into the 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 lyrics. I guess I could get into the lyrics because he raps them, and some people may find that like hard to understand. Though I think he's pretty darn clear in it. Um, so glory uh again song by uh uh john legend in common uh the chorus goes one day when the glory comes it will be ours it will be ours one day when the war is won we will be sure we will be sure oh glory uh the chorus says you know the choir says glory and then oh glory um so the the lyrics i won't read the chorus again but the, the lyrics are this Hands to the heaven, no man, no weapon formed against. Yes, glory is destined. Every uh, every day women and men become legends. Sins sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Uh, Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died. His spirit is revisited in us. True living, uh, living in us. 
resistance in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it go down, we we woman and man up. They say stay down, and we stand up. Shots we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountain top, and we ran up. Um, and then he said, uh, goes on to say, not now the war isn't over. Victory isn't won, and we'll fight on to the finish. When and then when it's all done, we'll cry glory, oh glory. We'll cry glory, oh glory. Um, Selma's now for every man, woman, child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They marched with the torch. We got run with it now. Are we gone? Run with it now. Uh, never look back. We done. We we done gone hundreds of miles from dark roads. He rose to become a hero. Face in the league of justice. His power was the people. Enemy is lethal. A king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a bald eagle. The biggest weapon is to stay peaceful. We sing our music is the cuts that we bleed through. Uh, somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany. Now we right the wrongs in history. No one can win the war individually. It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy. Welcome to the story we call victory. The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory. And then it you know, goes on uh, with the chorus. So it is a powerful song. Yeah. 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 Um, Biblical, dare I say. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that that line in there of uh, even Jesus was crucified in front of the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Literally, yeah. Yep. Um, I'll go second because Allison's tending to Calvin. Sure. Uh, I don't know. Um, you've ever heard of an artist called Propaganda? Yep. He's a hip-hop spoken word artist. Um, he had an album that came out in 2017 that actually deals with a lot of race issues. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so he has one song, at, and the, so the album is called Crooked, Way, Crooked, and the song is called Crooked Ways. Mm. Um, the whole album was good, but <clears throat> the lyrics are uh word to my grandpops who couldn't fathom the obamas i don't hate america just a man she keeps her promises 20 teens looking like the 60s it's crazy a nationwide deja vu what my people supposed to do go to schools named after clan uh, after the clown found founder word round town is y'all don't see why we frown native american students forced to learn about one apparel sarah how's that fair bro some heroes unsung and some monsters get monuments built for them. But ain't we all a little bit of monster? We crooked. Man, your heroes are worthless. And man can sure try, but only God gives purpose. You crooked. Be humble or be quiet. <clears throat> your kingdom can catch flame is as effortless as riots. Entire empire's card castle chill. And the strength of your whole team is crumpled with one meme. It's crooked. Your whole work is twisted. He ain't old enough to buy beer, but can go on and enlist him. Send him to Iraq and why he come back crazy. Because no human being is supposed, should see the insides of a baby. He expects trust in the system that needed to be convinced of the madness of trust in the court that waved the Confederate flag. It's crooked. That's twisted, demented, perverted, got fallen written all over us and got the nerve to judge each other. Crooked. That's logic fatally flawed, like sickness is a sign that you out of the will of God. 
Like one ounce of crack gains the same amount of jail time as 18 of cocaine. But ain't they the same thing? It's crooked. Stay eating our own kind and muster up a scandal instead of, of celebrating shine. And somehow the righteous, like the world needs to know, we exposing them posers with judgmental boulders, crooked. And at one time we build, built pyramids. One can only wonder why we ain't wiped ourselves out yet. We're as good as it gets, crooked. Clueless buffoons put a man on the moon and still I can't get a cell phone reception in my room. It's so, I mean, it's all about, um, you know, life's crooked, but, you know, the struggles of peoples of color. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that's powerful too. And yeah. Um, another song came to my mind actually. And if, uh, I don't know if Allison's ready to share or not yet, but I'll share for her. Cause she's okay. Sure. So, uh, and you can, uh, you can bleep this out in the edit if you want to. All right. First song is by NWA. Can you guess what song? Uh -huh. it is? <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's it's if you you know it, it's almost it's like about 30 years old you know listening to the lyrics and when you you know they were such they were so controversial and even the music video but the music video wasn't even showing any violence towards the police it was just getting arrested and but if you you know if you just have to like listen and you have to see where they come from and you know the the mindset um it's so this it's you know it, it's it's 30 years later and we're you know 30 well, we're not dealing with it color. 30 years later and the the core the beginning of the song says fuck the police coming straight from the underground a young nigger got it bad because i'm brown not the other color so police think they have the authority to kill a minority Fuck that shit, because I ain't the one for a punk motherfucker with a badge and a gun. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, the, if if anybody hasn't seen the film Straight Out of Compton, and you want to learn something about NWA and what that song meant, and right. um. And the white privilege that turned it into the controversy that it is, because anytime you say like words like that, it automatically gets translated. Well, you want police to die and you hate police officers and you, uh, you know, you're, you're anti-police and that's not what it is about at all. Um, what it is about is uh, anti-racism, uh, you know, and, and it's not that the police even individually, whether they are or not is irrelevant. Um, I mean, it's not irrelevant if some, somebody's racist and they do something racist, but whether the police individually are racist or not, the bigger picture is that the system is. Right. So when you say, you know, when you say F the police, you're not necessarily saying F Officer Joe, who I happen to like and see at the grocery store every day. You're saying F the system, right. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. but it gets taken as, oh, you hate police officers. And that's not the case. And, and no matter how much you explain it, some people are going to take it that way anyway, no matter what. Um, but, uh, you know, what? I'm not going to, uh, censor that. Maybe I'll give it an 18 plus rating or something just so young kids don't, you know, have to deal with it. But then again, that's privilege because there are plenty of young black kids that have to deal with this sort of violence in the streets. That's right. 
how lucky of us. Oh boy. Yeah, the fact that uh, there are probably, and I posted some stuff on Facebook the other day and I about, um, oh, it was, I don't know if you saw Dave Chappelle's most recent 30 minute stand-up special. No, I didn't. Uh, called 846. Oh God, okay. And he spent the whole special talking about uh, George Floyd. Okay, no, I definitely didn't see that. And uh, he, in Dave Chappelle fashion, of course, uses foul language. <laughs> uh, and so I shared it. I said, watch it, process it, become an ally. And if you're more mad at me for the language, you Well, that's just it, right? Like people, people will get angry at you uh, for the way you're speaking before they'll get angry that somebody just got killed, you know, um, unjustly. Um, another song that I was thinking about is Childish Gambino, This Is America. Yeah. That's another great song um, that really kind of pinpoints, um, really kind of pinpoints uh, America. Uh, we just want to party, party just for you. We, ju we just want the money, money just for you. I know you want to party, party just for free. Girl, you got me dancing, dancing and shaking the frame. We just want to party, party just for you. We just want the money, money just for you. I know you want to party, party just for free. Girl, you got me dancing, dance and shake the frame. This is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Don't catch you slipping. Look what I'm whipping now. This is America. <laughs> you know, the whole thing is about like just the the shallow like um, just it paints America in a very like true way. Consumerism, um, shallowness. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and here, like, uh, this is America. Don't catch you slipping now. Look how I'm living. Look at how I'm living now. Police be tripping now. Yes. This is America guns in my area. I got the strap. I got to carry them. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a go into this. Yeah. Yeah. This is gorilla. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get the bag. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna get the pad. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm so like, I'm cold. I'm so cold. Like, yeah, I'm so dope. Like, yeah, we're gonna blow. Like, yeah. And the whole point is like, you know, we. This is America. This is the reality that that people are are living in. Um, an America that cares more about money than it does death, than it does guns, than it does anything else. And uh, I think uh, Childish Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover, really gets it, um, gets it right. A.k.a. a young Lando Calrissian. Yes. Yes. He's awesome in that. Yeah. Um, just, uh, but just, you know, it's another song that, that really kind of, that I think of in this time. So, yeah. Wow. N.W.A. Go see, go see Straight Outta Compton. Great film. Great movie. That was a good movie. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, it stars uh, it? the son of Ice Cube Ice who Cube. plays Ice Cube. <laughs> yeah. Talk about authenticity. Yeah. It kind of looked like him like 30 years. Yeah. yeah. You can like, definitely see the resemblance. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's just an excellent movie. Um, so, uh, yeah. Okay. That is our most excellent music segment. Uh, pretty much. Uh, hip-hop uh hip-hop edition <laughs> i wasn't planning to go with hip-hop but then i was like you know what it, be it fits apropos for the conversation yeah. it totally fits yeah so um good uh 
Well, that brings us into our Let Freedom Ring segment, which will also coalesce with uh, the shithouse theology segment because there's a whole lot of shit. Tomorrow, remember, this is my country and I'm going to do good for it. Just might work. We'll never know unless we give it a fair try. Oh, yeah, and there's one other thing I'll say tomorrow because I say it every day of my life. God bless America. to start well i guess we should acknowledge first of all the reason we're calling it freedom ring is obviously this is coming out july 1st so it'll be right around yes. independence day correct we, we we as americans like to celebrate our freedom and our independence we do uh but on the flip side of it as we will be discussing uh that freedom means one thing to some of us and something else to others and uh for for us uh more privileged folks uh we'll get into talk about privilege too i think it's important we have a little discussion on that but for those of us who are more privileged um who maybe grew up a little on the uh, paler side of uh of the uh color spectrum um we grew up with you know god guns and country or something to that effect uh maybe not exactly like that but but basically you know you respect the flag you respect you respect god you respect the flag and you respect your country and obviously you take care of your family and all that it's the american dream folks have a have your slice of american pie that's right american um, pie right parades down right. the street right yep. but those of us who grew up on a more dark side of the color spectrum, uh, they got, you know, hands up above your head. <laughs> uh, you know, what are you doing in these parts? Mm-hmm. Uh, having security guards following them around shop, right? Because they couldn't be in, uh, up to anything, but no good. Right. Yeah. Like, like that, you know, so, so while we're, we're celebrating the freedoms we have in this country, there are people in our country who are not quite as free as us. So uh, the point of this segment is let freedom ring, absolutely. But until it rings for all, it ain't ringing for any. No, that's right. But Todd, all lives matter. Well, <laughs> but they, yes, all lives matter. Um, you know, never have I been in more agreement and also more angry at a statement at the same time. <laughs> like, like normally when you're in agreement with something, you're not angry at it. I am in agreement. All lives do matter. I, I don't think any sane, decent human being 
would disagree that all lives matter. Why is that a problem, though? Why, why, why would such a good, truthful, you should believe in it statement be so angering? The reason that, I, and I think people that that share it are sincere. Mostly, yes. Uh, mostly. The problem is that right now, we can say we can, like July 4th, we are going to, you know, there will be uh, countless readings of the Declaration of Independence across the country on July 4th. Mm-hmm. And we always love, we love to hold up this section. <laughs> we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, yeah. The problem is this country was founded literally on the fact that black men, not counting women, black (laughs) men. Women aren't even mentioned in there. (laughs) We literally wrote into the Constitution that black men were only worth five-eighths of a man. Right. 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 So we we are founded on the basis that that black and colored people are not worth as much as a white man. Yeah, understanding that obviously when this country was founded, the only people who had the right to vote were rich white landowning men. Right. And they could count their slaves, but their slaves only count they could count and here's where here's what it came down to, right? So uh this is where the electoral college comes in. Um uh so so basically if he came down to it the slaves outnumbered the whites big time um so you couldn't have a slave count as a whole person but you couldn't just uh have a fair election system based off of the very few white people who actually lived on plantations down in the south and so what do you do to make up the difference between the rural areas and the you know the less pot the rural areas and the more populated city uh metropolitan areas is you gave them uh ways of counting more people so that they could get more delegates or get more um you know, electoral college representation. And so uh, in the South in particular, you could count, or in the North, I guess, if you had servants, but, you know, um, know, hired servants. Yeah. There was slavery in New Jersey until 18... Slavery in New Jersey wasn't allowed until 1820, so there were slaves in New Jersey up until the Civil War. Yeah, most of them were below the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah, Southern Jersey. Uh, But... But basically, uh, if you had slaves, you could count each slave as five-eighths of a person. And based off of that, you, that would up the amount of um, influence you had in the elections you know, on, on a wider scale. So, um, that, I mean, that's, that's the horrific um, real truth of, of um, not only the electoral college, uh, but, but of our, our racist past, you know, that, that – all men were not created equal according to our constitution. Really, the way it should read is all white men. Women right. didn't count. Uh, slaves didn't count. Slave women didn't count. Uh, so uh, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a fact, Jack. Yep. If you think of it, uh, white blacks technically weren't considered citizens until 18, after the Civil War. They were emancipated during the Civil War. Uh, we'll get into that in a minute. Yes. Uh, they didn't get the right to vote the 13th until after the Civil War, the late 1860s. Mm. Um, women didn't get the right to vote until 
um, the 1920s. And honestly, African-Americans have had the right to vote since the 1860s, but it didn't actually legally get reinforced until the 1960s, 1964. Right, right. So less than 60 years that African-Americans have actually legally been um, allowed to vote with no restrictions. With no restrictions, right, right. So, yeah, I mean, you could go as, as early as the late 1860s uh, with some some right to vote, but but that also depended where you lived um, and and not even just where you lived, but who who you were dealing with when it came to the voting booths and, and that's whatnot. right. Yeah. If, you look at, if you look at the history, actually, during in the Reconstruction South between 1865 and the early 1870s, a majority of um, the lawmakers and the elected officials in the South, well, there was a great deal of African-American representation Yeah. Um, until the 1870s when um, Reconstruction was ended and Jim Crow laws were put into effect, which basically were ways of uh, white folks in the Klan saying, uh, yeah, we're afraid. We don't like the fact that you have newfound power, so we're going to restrict it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's where where you really started seeing the segregation that and uh, those laws that uh, that really to this day haunt this country. Um, Jim Crow may be over in a sense, but there's a new Jim Crow going on. Um, and well, that kind of brings us. Okay, so that brings us to a point. Let's talk about the statues the monuments that have been put up because um, that's another issue that I think people get hot, hot under the collar over. Um, so the basic issue is people, and listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on any side with this. Uh, I am to some degree and I am to, am not to, to other degrees, but basically, um, basically, the idea is that that there are these monuments that were put up in town centers, you know, uh, look at Charlottesville, you know, with the Robert E. Was it Robert E. Lee? I think Robert was in e. the middle. Yeah, it was in the middle of Charlottesville uh, town center and and across the south in particular, um, though not exclusively there, but mostly in the south, you'll find these places where where in the middle of you know the town they have their Confederate uh, heroes posted up most of those statues did not exist until the early 1900s under jim crow laws and why were they put there but to intimidate the black folks to say this these are our heroes these people are the ones we look up to you don't have a place here that's right um even even robert lee the the most often represented statue, Robert Lee, even he said in the 1860s, don't put up statues for us because he, he, he acknowledged, okay, guys, we lost. Let's, let's move forward. Let's reconnect as a country. Let's rebuild. Let's um, now Robert Lee has his own negative history with slavery, but he, he at least acknowledged, Hey guys, don't put statues up for me or anybody because we need to, come back together he acknowledged the fact that he had a part in tearing apart this country oh wait but but didn't robert e lee treat his slaves nicely oh he was a good honorable <laughs> southern what man. whatever whatever that means <laughs> like so, oh, gentlemen but this is this is one of the things that that that, <laughs> that 
white and culturally insensitive people tend to do is say, well, there's a difference between, you know, the real harsh slave owners of the South who beat the bejesus out of their slaves and did terrible things. And somebody like Robert E. Lee, who was just, he owned slaves because it's what you did back then, but he was nice to his slaves. He was nice. He, he gave them a roof over their head and fed them. Can you ever own a slave nicely? That's the question we need to stop and pause and ask in our heads. Is it ever okay to own a human being? George Washington, please. Yes, he did. Yes. So did Thomas Jefferson. Actually, like to... He liked to. Fr- <laughs> I mean, uh, there's even. He was a um, ladies' man. What can we say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, even Princeton Seminary, the largest Presbyterian seminary, is now currently talking about. Um, recently made the decision to, uh, because of its labeling past. I mean, the yeah. was it Reverend Winthrop? Yep. Uh, who was one was active in the founding of the country was a slave owner. He was a pastor and he was a yeah, slave owner. Right. Um, what's his name? Sinners in the hands of an angry God. Oh, uh, John Edwards. John Edwards. He was a, yep. vehemently was a proponent of slavery. Yeah. Had slaves. Um, and it took good Christians to reread the Bible to say, no, this is wrong. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, Princeton just now recently made a decision to, part of its huge massive endowment right i might be i might be quoting this wrong so anybody who listens can correct me but they've they're making efforts to you know make amends for their slave owning history um paying paying reparations or something of that sort they're Um, uh they're providing scholarships for african-american and students good good um yep and and truth be told if we stop and think about what we're saying, we know that there is never a time when it is in today's day and age, most of us know is never a good time to own a slave. It's never a good thing to own a slave. Owning another human being is just evil unto itself. Never mind how you treat a calm, peaceful man and your slaves kind of liked you because they had no other choice and they were better off than at, at you know, Farmer Joe's uh, plantation down the street. That doesn't make what you did okay or any better just because you were more genteel, so to speak. So uh, so we need to drop that argument like now. Like yeah, not I mean, like argument. there's a difference between indentured servant and slave. Yes, I there mean, is. <laughs> yeah, an indentured servant, uh, which we had more up, up north, uh, that was or anywhere really, but but people from England owed debts, and one of the ways you could get out of the debt was put yourself into servanthood, and after seven years or however many years it took to pay off your debt, you were free. No one questioned you. You looked like everybody else. All's good and all's well. Versus, you are property. You're less than a human being. We own you. And if, by the way, you try to escape. Like how how kind was Robert E. Lee to his slaves? Would he allow them to escape? Would he set them free? And their families, people's families, were separated. You know, were sold. Right, right. To Children. God knows where. And they so don't. You know, they, they don't have the same ancestry that we do. I mean, I can trace family on my grandmother or my maternal grandmother's side back to the Mayflower. How yeah. many? How many people of color? Living in America, I'm not saying it's absolute, 
but how many people of color in America right now can say that? Document no. things were documented. You know, like in Jesus's time, Jesus was considered a nobody. They didn't they didn't document all that. We have many things on Caesar and Nero and all that, mm -hmm. but you yeah. know, so, yeah, just, yeah, my and yeah, and even Jesus had a easier time documenting his lineage than say a black person today would. Yeah. And that's just given the history of slavery. I mean, that's just the nature of slavery. You had women, uh, children who were raped as slaves mm -hmm. by white slave owners. So uh, who, who bore the children of those white slave owners. And those kids were no better than slaves because, you know, they were never going to be equal to their master. Yeah, that's and that's an ongoing or their father. <laughs> that's an ongoing struggle because it's well known that Jefferson had a affair with at least one of his slaves. At least one, yeah. Um, and so now it's like, okay, so does that family now have legal rights to the Jefferson lineage? Or and they absolutely state? should. Yeah, they should. Um, yeah. But yeah, getting back to the to the statues. I mean, those were put like Todd said. Those were put up. Uh, during Jim Crow as intimidation. Some of them, even I think the Robert E. Lee statue in Richmond, I think it's Richmond, one of the mm -hmm. big cities, it's written into the deed of the statue that this cannot be taken down. It's in the deed. So it's like, how, how do you take it down if it's in the deed that it can't legally be removed? Well, you know, there's ways around that. The city could yeah. buy the property and take it down. Or, or people could mob and lasso it and pull it down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's just happening too. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know, it's kind of like in the church. If someone were to come and say, "We want this statue of Reverend so and so put in the put in the narthex of the church," and as a part of accepting this, it can never come down or be moved, and it will always be there. Do we accept that or do we not? <laughs> you know, like like the things are put into deeds often like that uh specific things like that are put into deeds as power plays you know we don't want yeah. this removed no matter how soft people get in the future <laughs> yeah and that's i know I, I i believe it's george washington i'm not um in boston common um mm. there's a statue as i said i believe it's of george washington it's like would i be a little offended if it if it came down if people were offended because he you know he owned slaves. I mean, a little bit, um, just because it's what I grew up on and what I'm used to seeing there. But if it offended somebody, take it down, put up a statue of somebody else. I just, yeah. um, I actually just posted on Facebook. Um, you know, you, you could, if you take one down, put something up, glorify, you know, glorify if, if there's, um, um, I know a historical black figure in that area or just anyone yeah. of a minority or marginalized that has done something significant, put a statue up of them. Yeah. Or, Take the or one of George Washington down. Right. Or leave the one of George. Or, yeah. Or leave the one of George Washington up, but start including other statues that, that, exactly. that are, you know, cause uh, you know, I get the George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin, those people, because they were the literal founding fathers of our, our country. Um, and that's a history we really shouldn't erase. No, but they are, they are people to look up to because they aspired and many of them actually did not want slavery to be a part of this nation, but they, they allowed it because they wanted all of the union to be, uh, 
unanimous on on supporting the revolution. A compromise that we can debate whether that was right or wrong, but that was a compromise they made. Um, so we can we can you know I I'm okay with their statues, but when you start getting into Confederate soldiers, uh, Confederate mm-hmm. uh, generals and 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 uh, admirals and and war leaders who are um, who are literally people who opposed the union altogether and wanted to secede from the union. (laughs) They're not heroes and we're glorifying it. Right. We're glorifying something they would be adamantly against in their lifetimes. (laughs) It's funny that at the very least you're glorifying traitors. Yeah. And at the most you're glorifying racism and slavery. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, Correct. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's also come up, I think we are, and this can kind of, if you want, lead us into the whole movement that's going on today. But I think we're, and even now we're seeing in the last 30 years, uh, and I'll speak as an Italian-American. <clears throat> and I, I don't say this to say, oh, I, I know black people struggle because I'm an Italian-American. No. But um, in the early 1900s, in the 30s and 40s, um, when Italian-Americans were considered less than white people, because a lot of immigrant groups go through that. We're, we're not as good as the white Anglo-Americans. Right. Um, Italians were considered dirt. Irish, they, Irish were considered dirt. Irish, they were, too. They yeah. were better than African-Americans. And don't but be were, a German during World War II. That's right. But they were still <laughs> considered. Proud. Right. Yep. Yep. But So the efforts of the Knights of Columbus in the 30s and 40s and 50s was to really push this idea of Christopher Columbus was this great explorer who discovered America. Um, actually, he discovered uh, Bahamas. the Bahamas. And, um, no, I'm not arguing that. That's a good thing. He basically <laughs> discovered the Bahamas and Haiti by accident and, and called it India. Told, and truth be told, he didn't discover it because people were already living there. <laughs> people were already here. And honestly, the Vikings had found it 600 years earlier yeah and people were still living there when they found it (laughs) that's right we we love to say that white people found things that brown people were already living you know know, like they're already there they had found it like you know what million uh, not even a million but but thousands tens of thousands maybe hundreds of thousands of years earlier and they're doing just fine they were doing just and they were doing just fine without us yeah and if you actually read the history of christopher columbus the way that he treated the, there's like Haiti, the indigenous population of Haiti and the Dominican Republic where he landed yeah. is non-existent. Yeah. Folks from, the, from those countries now, Haiti and the Dominican Republic, are the results of the imported slaves marrying and yep. uh, intermarrying with the, the natives, but disease... His, his men brought over disease, which wiped out yeah, yeah. a huge swath of indigenous people. Yep. Uh, he, he basically sold the remaining, half of the remaining population into slavery. Um, he used young girls as young as nine uh, for pleasure, for his men's pleasure. Um, you could, good, you could, good Good American values. Good, good, good guy. Uh, you could... You know, you could get a young girl for your pleasure. Um, and, and he lost the name of this country to another Italian. That's right. Amerigo Amer- Vespucci. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So yeah, he was a, he's all sorts of a winner. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I, I get it. The Knights of Columbus were doing it to like raise the the standing of Italians in this country. Sure. And I thank them for that. I mean, my grandfather was a product of um, his his parents. His mother couldn't afford to keep him, so he's like many Italian Americans was put into an orphanage right, at right. a young age. His parents were right off the boat, weren't they? Mm-hmm. They were what we would call WAPs. They were WAPs. They were without were papers. Yep. 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 Um, That's what WAP means, by the way, folks. Yep, it means without, without, without papers. papers. It's, it was the it was the illegal the illegal alien of the day. That's right. <laughs> the, the flavor yeah. of the of the century. <laughs> yeah. We were called guineas because uh, when we worked in uh, Africa, we were paid in guineas. Oh. So, um, but yeah. We, looking back though, we elevated him to this great guy. But yeah, he he did some pretty horrible stuff. Yeah, I, I, in fact, I would argue that the horrible stuff he did outweighed the good. That's right. If if we can call what he did good, <laughs> like oh he 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 brought a whole bunch of white people to a land that inevitably would be taken over by the white people. Yep. Uh, in all sorts of unethical and immoral ways. So, I, um, so as an Italian American, I'm totally okay with taking down statues of Columbus. Um, and I think as a white person, you might agree, Todd, I'm okay with taking down statues of Confederates because yeah, we have, we have museums, we have textbooks, we have, yeah, that history is not going to be lost. And even the history yeah. that's being lost with the taking down of those statues is not the proper history. Yeah. Right. It's, and, it's and I, while I do think that it's, it's important for us to, to honor our founding fathers, I think we can also find other founding fathers. I think a good statue of Frederick Douglass would do as much good as a statue of George Washington. I mean, we, you know, uh, uh, a statue of Harriet uh, Tubman, you know, would 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 serve uh, serve more people than just a statue of Thomas Jefferson. So I, I think I think we need to balance out the founding fathers and recognize that while yes, there are certain white men who founded this country and wrote the constitution, you know, declaration of independence and the constitution and the articles, um, but, um, the bill of rights, but, but then there were other people who helped found this country too. Like where would this country be without a Harriet Tubman or without a Frederick Douglass or without Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, this country is constantly being founded. Exactly. And I'll, an experience that I had, well, this was before George Floyd. I just watched uh, um, on Netflix, there was a few documentaries on Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. And um, after this, I did a, a Google search because I wanted to know a little bit more about the Nation of Islam and stuff like that. And um, so I just found out um, through my Google searches that Malcolm X was um, buried in Westchester. Mm. There, there's a cemetery in, the, in Westchester. So before this happened, I kind of wanted to just go with Sal and just take a day trip over there, maybe have lunch or something and just go visit his cemetery. Cause we, that's something we kind of share. Like Sal likes going to visit, you know, historical cemeteries and et cetera. We've, we've done that on our trips. Um, but that was before all of this happened. And now we, our son is born and he, I mean, he really won't have it, know it, but he'll have his, you know, in about two weeks, we're going to take his, his sister, um, Petra and um, Calvin, and we're going to make a day trip and we're going to go visit his, you know, his, his grave. 
Mm. So Malcolm X's. Yes. Rock on. Yeah. It's over. Um, it's it's in Hartsdale. It's over okay. by White Plains in Westchester. It's about an hour from here. So. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so anyway. So. Yeah. No. Cool. Uh, and we we need <laughs> we need more representation in our in our statues. If you look at uh, statues that are honoring the founding of this country, it's all white people. You know, and and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with looking up to George Washington or Thomas Jefferson or John Adams or any of those people who are fighting for something greater than themselves, uh, which is what they were doing. And yes, slavery got lost in the mix, and it shouldn't have, perhaps. Um, it, it's really easy for us to armchair quarterback what people were trying to get done then, and I'm not making excuses uh, for it. But 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 rather than do that, how about we just bear more representation, you know, so 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 that it's not just white people who founded this country. This country was built on the backs of slaves. Exactly. This p- country was built on the black of people of backs of, of people of color. So, um, you know, so I'd be all for that and tear down anything that honestly, the Confederate flag belongs in a museum and nowhere else, yeah. you know, like, like, like flying the Confederate flag next to the American flag is antithetical to what the Confederate flag even stood for. Yeah. <laughs> they don't belong together. <laughs> and the, and the, the Confederate flag that they're flying is not even the legitimate no. flag of the Confederate. No, no. Um, and please take the flags off the back of your trucks. If we can't hang air fresheners from our rear view mirror because it's a distraction, what makes your flag not one? Especially if, live, especially if you live in suburban northern New Jersey. Yeah, and, and honestly, what if that thing dislodged and like, you know, like, uh, you know, Dracula impaled somebody? Or, uh, or did you, for all the uh, offense that people take over taking a knee during the national anthem, do you ever think that maybe flying the flag from the back of your tr- tr- uh, truck is not the proper way to fly the flag? <laughs> is that maybe insulting the country as well? <laughs> Of, of all the things that are in the flag code of what disrespects the flag, kneeling is not in there. No, and I'm pretty sure there are ways to fly it and ways not to. Yeah. Like your your truck, your flag should never be flying from the back of your truck in the dark. There should always be a light on it. Now you could say, well, sometimes headlights are on it, but not all the time. Not all the time. So come and, on, folks. And then they get tattered. You're not supposed to fly a tattered flag. And yeah, yeah. And then and then how do you get rid of that flag? Because there's a whole ritual around that, and you're supposed to burn it. That's right. So, yeah. Um, so that brings me to, I guess that brings us to, um, I guess we can talk about Black Lives Matter because I think there's, uh, there's that, that's something that really needs, you know, to be talked about. Um, we started this, the, this segment off with all lives matter, right? Um, yes, all lives matter. But as uh, Sal rightly said, um, and Allison also uh, said, and I also said, uh, white lives matter more. Let's face it, as white people, honestly, if you're white and you're listening to this, and and by the way, this is not to shame you for you know your color of your skin. That's not what this is about. I'm proud of my heritage. Uh, I'm proud of my family history. I'm proud of my heritage. Like all families, there's some things I'm more proud of and things some things I'm less proud of. But I'm proud of my heritage, and we all should be. So this isn't about dissing you because you're white. But as a white person, if you listen, what's that? Let me let me interject there. I'm proud of my heritage as an Italian American and a Dutch American. Yeah. I'm not proud of my skin tone. 
that's the difference between um, white pride and well being proud of a heritage. I, I'm I'm not going out to get a tan anytime soon. Yeah, I don't need to be somebody other than I'm not unproud of my skin tone. I was born this way. I can't cut it off yeah. of me. Um, but we're no more, we're no more responsible for our white skin tone as than black folks are for their no skin. no yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far as to say I'm I'm not proud of my skin tone. I but I don't look at my skin tone as being something that I should be so proud of that other people need to bow down right. to me. Right. Um, you know, like it's my skin tone. I don't I quite honestly don't give it much thought in the day, but here's the, here's the point. Um, the point is that, that I want anyone who's listening to this, who's white to really reflect and ask themselves this. When you go out and you go to the store or you go to a park or you go anywhere and you see police officers or, or say you're sending your kids out to play in the neighborhood. Do you ever worry that your kids aren't going to come home because they might run in with the police? Even if your kid's a punk, do you ever worry that your kid is going to get crushed or shot by the police? Right. Most of us, if not all of us can say, no, I, mean, I worry my kid might get arrested by the police because he's a punk, or I may worry that you know uh, that my kid may have a run in with the police and, and be a little mouthy and get a, a ticket or maybe a court date. But but most of us white people don't have to worry about our kids not coming home because of police brutality. That's, That's right. just I, not in our reality. I worry. Yes, I worry that Calvin one day is going to get pulled over for speeding, or he's going to make a stupid decision to drive home drunk. Or get caught with drugs, you know, Some, something, something stupid. Yeah. I, I know. I don't fear that that's going to cost him his life. Right. And what happens to him if he gets, say, caught with drugs? He may do some juvie time. He more than likely, if it's a first offense, he's going to get community service, uh, rehab, you know, that sort of thing. Right. Black people can't say the same thing. Nope. The the highest incarceration rate in this country, and by the way. Uh, we're talking proportionately, not numbers. That's right. White people are the majority. So yes, there are going to be more white people in prisons and more white people in this and that. We're talking proportions. Proportionately, there are more black people incarcerated than white people. Yes, that is that is the biggest counter argument that I see on social media right now from people that I know is, well, there's more white people killed by the cops or there's more white people... Black African Americans make up a smaller, uh, smaller proportion uh, percentage of the population, and yet, yeah, even with that smaller percentage of the population, they make up proportionately. They get killed and or incarcerated at a larger rate yeah. than white people. And I would dare say that actually, if you were to look at our prisons, even with even with white people being the majority, the majority of people in prison are not white. And that's because just the, a, that's just a reality. The legal system is set up to favor white people. Right, right. You're going to give the white person a second chance more than you're going to give the black person. I don't know if you've seen the movie Just Mercy. I have not yet, but it is on my list of things to watch shortly. Just the way that the system, like, there's more, there's more things set up in this our judicial system. Um, more African American men are told to just take a plea. Mm -hmm. Don't. Don't go through this. Don't go through the process. Don't go through the system. Just take a plea, and they don't know. 
know better than to, okay, I just, I want to, I don't want to, I want to get out of this, but the system is designed to uh, proportionately for white people and people with money. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you're a white person with money, you're better off than a white person without money. I mean, so so there's all different layers of privilege. Right. And just a side note, um, Jamie Foxx going, so Jim Carrey and Jamie Foxx going from In Living Color to, um, I just think they're talented. He, he, Jamie Foxx is really like, first of all, he looks the same minus his hair has been altered. Um, But he, from In Living Color, his, you know, with from comedy to to this serious role yeah yeah. really props yeah jamie fox is rocking um and and is jim carrey in the film no 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 they're just because they're they were both on the same talented actors but um jim carrey and uh jamie fox they're really talented actors yeah they can do serious roles uh absolutely um so so we, you know, black life. The the whole point of Black Lives Matter is not to say that every other life doesn't matter, right. and this is coming from such a place of privilege, right? Where where we're so used to being told we all matter, and it makes us feel good. But as we sleep tight in our beds, black and brown lives are dying and being incarcerated at uh, uh, like in proportion, like at greater rates. And and so while it makes us feel good to say all lives matter, the truth be told. We, and I'm I'm saying this generally. We don't give a damn about the the lives that 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 aren't next door to us, you know. Like and and honestly, um, I have seen racism in that regard too. When black people move into a white neighborhood and white people are like, "Oh no, I hope they're not going to be hoodlums," you know, or "Oh right. no, I hope our neighborhood's going to be safe." Um, I've heard even people argue that it's going to depreciate the value of our house. No, it, my mom's seriousness. My mom's neighborhood. Me growing up in Middletown, I hung out. It was a in our neighborhood. We played block tag. You know, mm-hmm. you know, eight o'clock at night to you know midnight or whatever. Right. It was a mixed. It was mixed races. There was you know nerds and there was you know people maybe that smoked marijuana. It was you know whatever. Recently, um, about well, maybe like twenty years ago, there is um, some people that moved across the street from us. They moved from New York City, and they they're African American, and they're the nicest. They're the nicest people. Sure. They there was neighbors across the street from us. There was I'm sorry, the neighbors across the street from us were African American, and next door to them. Um, were were white neighbors so the our neighbors the brown my excuse me my mom's neighbors the browns um they were african-american um they asked the neighbor across like next to them um just to move their cars off the the way the driveway is it was like a dirt driveway Uh they just asked them very nicely please you know can you just please like move your your car over into the uh-huh. driveway into your driveway and the response was you and word go back to the city wow and we've the, the browns have lived there live there about 20 years 
they have one of the most expensive houses in the neighborhood. I worked with his wife, um, Avina. They're just, they're regular people. They're very well educated. Their, their son, they have a, their son also um, is very well educated. Um, And this is a neighborhood that I grew up in, but like next door, like we had, I had to hear this through a neighbor and I'm just like the, the people that said the derogatory words have now moved on and the house mm. is for sale. Um, but I'm just like, you don't even know them and you're just calling them the N word. And it's, right. I'm just like, I, you, I, I just, I don't like, this is, they, they moved up from, New York City, um, you know, probably for more land and, you know, this is their forever home. And they've been, again, they've been here almost, they've, they've been across the street from my mom for almost 20 years. They're just regular. I would say they're even more like more than middle-class because they have one, they, they have good jobs and they're educated and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they still have to deal with this. They still yeah. had to, they are the nicest people and they, they asked the neighbor in the nicest way to move yeah. their RV just like a few feet off their property because technically the property line and they right. just still had to deal with that. And I'm just like, it's just, yeah. and it, really I, kinda, it burns, it, it burned me and my mom up, but it burned our neighbor up that heard it. Oh, sure. And, and I've, like I said, I've, I've um, thankfully not, um, not in my family, but uh, I've heard, uh, you know, friends or, or, or friends of friends, families, uh, you know, I've heard people talking, um, you know, like, like somebody, some, a black family moves into the neighborhood and it's like, Oh, I hope that doesn't depreciate our, our property value or, Oh, uh, I hope, you know, I hope, uh, crime isn't going to be coming. It's like, you don't even know these, like if it were another white family, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be right. saying those things, you right. know? So it's, and, and they, you know, the funny thing is they're not consciously, they're not consciously thinking about what they're saying, no. but I don't think they'd care even if they did. And, no. and, and, and that's, it's that sort of thing that really like, like has been eye opening to me in my life. Um, and something that I've really resisted. I mean, um, uh, especially as, as a, a grown adult and, and certainly as a, as a minister, like the idea that anybody is better or worse because of their skin tone is just ludicrous to me. Yeah. And the, here they, they, they're both, they both have master's degrees. Their son has, a master's degree um now his wife doesn't come avina doesn't come out of because they have the garage and they, they're just they kind of keep to themselves they have family more down in the city and up in um, boston but i know avina personally from working we worked in the same department together uh for about 10 years um so i see her husband more out doing the yard and stuff so avina stays more in in her house and you know, they have an only child and he would, since they're from the city, he would go down to private school down there. And then he, um, he would go to school in Boston and in um, New York city. He got his like bachelor's and master's. Um, but they're just the nicest regular people. And yeah. they're just, they're your neighbor. And yeah. I don't see Avina as much anymore. Cause I don't, I don't work in the same company as her anymore. Um, but it's, I just, I can't, like, they're just regular people and they, they, they have to, and they, they asked in a nice way, can you please yeah. just, you know, move your, your RV off the property? 
They weren't doing they anything deal that any other neighbor would do. And yeah, I right. just, I can't. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, that's a stuff that, I mean, you're always going to have, no matter who you are, you're always going to have, have run-ins with nasty neighbors, but not like that. Not, no. not where your your entire humanity is being degraded. Because, it's like your next door neighbor and you don't even know who they are. Right. And they're asking you nicely. Right, know. right. So that's my yeah. experience. <laughs> yeah. So, so black, I mean, that's the, the point of all of this is that black lives uh, ought to matter. And, yeah. and so by saying black lives matter, and I've, I've seen a couple of good helpful memes, you know, like when the Boston marathon was happening and the, the bombs went off and, and people were hurt, everybody put on their Facebook, you know, Boston strong. Yeah. Nobody came up with a counter argument saying, well, New York's strong too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you exactly. know, or all cities are strong. Right. Um, you know, they were or the victims. They were the victims, so we were focusing on the victims. That's what Black Lives Matter is about. Like, and I also said to somebody, like, if your house was on fire, would you want the fire department to have all houses matter equally argument, or would you want them to have the mentality of my house matters? <laughs> You know, like, do you want them to go down the, the 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 neighborhood spraying each house along the way until they get to yours? Or do you want them to come directly to yours and hose out the fire? Exactly. And yeah, all lives matter. All, all houses matter. But right now, my house matters. Exactly. <laughs> and so. I forget his last name, but his first name was uh, Rashad down in uh, Georgia and Atlanta. And... Just seeing that video happen after all of this already, I I just yeah. you're you're unarmed. No matter what you did in life, if we're gonna if we're taking the Christian route, you're still a child of God. So like yeah. no matter what you did in your life, people people are saying, oh, you know, he, I, I don't know. I think he had like a few children and he went to jail for child abuse. Yeah, it doesn't matter how you lived your life. Leave that to God. Leave that to Jesus to judge, okay? Yeah. No matter yeah. how you live your life, you don't deserve to die that way. No matter right. how you got, if you were going to be incarcerated or arrested at a time. Right. So he was resisting arrest. He was an unarmed person, and he was running. Yes, he resisted arrest. Sure. He was unarmed. You already knew who he was. You're there was no reason him. to shoot. How far was he going to get without a yeah. car? Yeah. How far was he going to get? No, You know? Like, I'll tell I'll tell a story I'm not too proud of, but um, it, but this will go to show the difference between a Rashad and Todd. Mm-hmm. Um, I was uh, a kid, uh, seventeen maybe years old, and um, got into a a bit of an argument, scuffle, whatever you want to call it, with my parents, mm-hmm. and they called the police on me. I thought it was an idle threat. It was not an idle threat. They called the police on me. And I decided when the police did arrive, I, I decided I was going to sneak out the back door and run down, run away. Well, I hit a garbage can on the way and uh, that gave my location up pretty quickly. And the police chased after me. I was, guess what? Resisting. I was running away. No. Did I get shot in the back? No. no, they kept chasing me until I couldn't run anymore. And when they did catch me, they had a few words and sent me to the hospital and got me evaluated. No, no charges pressed. Everything was fine. You know, like um, that wasn't the first time uh, I had a run in with the police. So they knew that I was a kid going through, you know, issues and the police by and large are, are 
you know, police by and large across this country are there to serve and protect. I don't doubt that, you know, no, no one joins the police force thinking they want to go kill somebody. There are some maybe who do, but, but most don't. But the way I was treated because of my privilege versus the way a Rashad's treated because of his lack of privilege is clear. Exactly. You know, um, granted, I was a teenager. I didn't have any storied history or anything like that. But a history doesn't deserve you to get shot dead in the back. No, no. It no. just doesn't. No. Um, you yeah, know, if you don't catch him, you will catch up with him at some point. I mean, he, he's going, yeah. you charge him. That's what you do. You charge him if he resists you, They already frisked him. They knew right. who he was. How right. far was he going to get without his car? With I mean, he, you knew, he was going to, yeah. even if he walked back to where he lived or ran right. back to where he lived. I mean. You were going to catch up with him and then you book him appropriately. <laughs> that's, that's the way it should be done. Uh, shooting somebody in the back because they're running away is not, uh, it's not a wise, it's not a wise thing to do. Yeah. And you already know he's unarmed. Yeah. It's sickening. Um, it, 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 right. It's sickening. He was, he posed no threat to, to anybody's life. He was just trying to get away, which by the way, people do. It, you know, it's, it's, it's a common thing. <laughs> When you're drunk, you don't make the best decisions. You don't make the best decisions, right? Uh, so, I had a conversation the other, you know, after the the George Floyd death, um, the president of my nonprofit, you know, wanted to do something. Mm-hmm. So he got got in touch with one of our chaplains. She's a person of color. We uh, we did a an eight minute and forty six second moment of silence and time for reflection. So I had a conversation with an employee uh, who said they they're struggling with it because they don't they felt number one felt like it was being forced on them mm. and number two they said why why him why George Floyd I said what do you mean she said why use him as your martyr when he had a history I said what do you mean well he had a criminal history I said does that make him any less of a child of God. She said, well, he had a history. I said, does that make him any less of an image bearer of the divine image? And the, per- the person had to admit, admit to me, well, I'm struggling with that because they had, like, would you say, like, you wouldn't want a white guy to be the martyr of a, a right. movement because of a history? History. And the reality, and here's what people don't realize, um, and there's more that's come to unfold about George Floyd's death that makes it even more disgusting. Uh, but but the reality is, yeah, he had a history in the past, and he had turned his life around. He had come to Christ. He was attending church and trying to be a, a, a different person. Since when in Christ, since when in all of Christendom and Christianity do we not give people second chances anymore? What, since when do we hold the sins of the past over the head of somebody who's been saved? <laughs> like it's unbelievable. But much less say that they deserve to be crushed to death for nine minutes because they had a history. I mean, like the, that that is not only twisted and disgusting, it's 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 out it's outrageous. Um, you know, and, and it goes against everything that that Christ stood for. Um, not to mention now we're finding out that uh, uh, the police officer who killed him and uh, George Floyd actually worked together and didn't and the they didn't get along. Right. So add that dynamic to it. 
<laughs> well, why was the reason they didn't get along? Was it a racial thing or was it just a personality? I'm not entirely sure about that. Yeah. It could have been personality. It could have been racial. I, I don't know. Uh, but I know that they, they had a couple of run-ins at work. They were bouncers or something like that, I think. I just, I can't imagine the police officer. He's He's sitting there on his neck. Yeah. And even after he passed away, he wasn't letting up. No, no, was not letting him up. Letting There's got to be some, like, what level of evil and hate? I I can't get that out of my head. And I, this wasn't his first offense. He he had been brought up on other offenses of, of uh, excessive force and things like that. So this is... Like, what, <laughs> yeah, he, what brought you to that point? I mean, every police officer... That's a, that brings up a whole other level of police reform. Um, and like, if I hear blue lives matter again, yes, I have family who are police officers. Would I want them to be, would I want them to be injured in the line of duty? Of course not. But your career, your career choice as a police officer is a choice. Right. Your skin tone is not. George Floyd did not have the choice to be born a black man. No. The police officer who killed him had the choice to be an officer. Right. Let alone the choice to get off of his neck. That's right. So, you, <laughs> so don't tell me that blue light blue blue is not even a it's a career choice. It's not a yeah. Yeah. Life. I I firmly agree that black and white lives matter, you know, like meaning I wear a black and white, you know, collared shirt. Um <laughs> yeah. you know, priest lives matter, of course, <laughs> but but you know, it's not it's not the same thing. It's not. Um yes, all lives matter, but until black lives matter all lives really don't matter. No. And, and yes, yes. Um, uh, all lives, all lives should matter equally, but, but the reality is they, they just, they just don't. And yes, we should be fighting for peace and not like, you know, burning up cities and this and that, you know, and that's the other argument is like, well, you know, when the people with their guns were out there protesting, nobody got killed and no cities were being burned. Uh, well, first off, who knows if anybody got killed, you know, (laughs) that just didn't get reported. Uh, secondly, um, it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing because, because you have both, um, KKK white nationalists and Antifa who are two separate groups from black lives matter coming in and doing their own thing, causing the riots. The Black Lives Matter folks are fighting for black lives. They're not, they're not burning down their cities. In fact, the people who are getting hurt are more black lives. So it's, <clears throat> the reality is, um, you know, yeah, uh, peace is all good, but until there's justice, there will be no peace. No. How can, how can there, and people are like, what are you saying? So until justice comes, you're gonna be violent? No, what I'm saying is without justice, there is no peace. Because I, people are getting crushed. Yeah. And I, I think the people that are saying, you know, all I, yes, um, all lives matter is, is pretty much common sense. Yeah. But if you're not recognizing um, the reason for the BLM movement, yeah. if you're not even acknowledging it, like you're not acknowledging the reason why Colin Kaepernick is kneeling. Yeah. And you're just saying he's unpatriotic and you're not even focusing on the reason why he's kneeling in the first place, then you're tone deaf. You're just, you're just missing the point. You're choosing to stay ignorant and just not opening your eyes to things. Yeah. And if you're willfully being ignorant, 
I'm just going to go ahead and say that's racist. Yes. <laughs> because you should know better. <laughs> and at this point, you know, at least at, at least open your eyes a little bit or just some sort of acknowledgement for yeah. what this group of people is going through. It's not absolute. No. Not everyone may be experiencing that depending on where they live or what, whatever. But there's, you know... Can I say this? I just, here's something. I I, I here's something I'll add. Here's something I'll add. Mm-hmm. Um, and it went right out of my head. Uh, but but. Uh, oh yeah, uh, people will often use black li- or all lives matter not because they actually care about all lives, but because they're using it as a way of dismissing black lives. Yeah. And and yeah. and here's the reality. If all lives matter to you, if that is your true argument and all lives matter to you, then praise Jesus. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go out and protest for those black lives so exactly. that all lives can matter? Yeah. That's right. If if all lives really matter to you, then black lives would matter to you, right? Right. 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 So, if you're not going to put your money where your mouth is, stop. Just stop. Seriously. That's like I saw a conservative person I know post that the problem is is sin, not skin. The answer is grace, not race. Jesus died for all. Our nation needs him. Uh, Sure, okay. Uh, But right now, our black lives need him more than than our white lives. Yeah. Um, Or maybe our white lives need him more than, (laughs) need him more than the black lives. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Maybe if white lives would come to Jesus a little more, we might actually (laughs) be a better place. Uh, You know, no, that is just, that is just, I don't know how, I don't know how to nicely put this. That is just bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it just is. I mean, what does that even mean? Right. What does that even mean? So, so your response to racial inequality is we all need to come to Jesus and just ignore the stuff that matters. Yeah. Like I, as a, how's that coming to Jesus? That's yeah. right. As a, as a reformed Christian, cause I hear this a lot in reformed circles okay. about the supremacy of Christ. Like Christ, Christ is, is it Jesus plus nothing equals everything, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus is the way, the truth, the light. Yeah, we need to focus on Christ, nothing else. Amen. Uh, I think we can both agree. I think the Johns would agree on that. <laughs> There's a gong right there. <laughs> but the problem is that we don't. It's not that we don't. Uh, our black brothers and sisters don't believe in the supremacy of Christ. It's the fact that we, as white folk, don't believe in the supremacy of Christ. Don't believe it, and we don't believe in. We don't value the justice of making sure that their lives matter um, because us failing to see the, us failing to see the worth and of black lives and failing to seek justice and righteousness for those lives. In my opinion, it makes your supremacy of Christ known void. Absolutely. And I would even say, um, if if Christ is supreme, right, and and supremacy of Christ is something that we adhere to and nothing else, then you might be probably listening to Matthew twenty five 
you might be paying attention to Matthew 23. You might be paying attention to the Beatitudes. You might be paying attention to a lot of scriptures that would have you standing up for black lives and black lives matter. So if Christ is so supreme, get on it. <laughs> Amen. Exactly. Um, I don't know. This is just a thought. Uh, recently um, around the internet, there's, you know, the show Family Matters with Steve Urkel. Yep. Yep. There's a scene. Um, and I don't Sorry. remember as a kid. The specific scene. But I remember TJIF. Friday night from 8 to 10, it was Full House, Family Matters. Yeah. Those are the two big ones. And then Step by Step. And then there, there, I think there was another one. But that was TJIF. Mm -hmm. And it was a say they were oh that's what that was i what i watched is you yeah. know a tween you can visually see the difference obviously family matters to full house but they they were both you know right up right back to back yeah i didn't really think of it when I then I didn't really think of it as like oh this is a black show versus a white show, right? It was just obviously you could tell they were a different race, but it really never crossed my mind, right? And recently, there's been a um, a scene from Family Matters that has gone around the internet with um, the racial profiling of um, um, his the son. Mm -hmm. And because um, the, the the father in the show was a was a was a cop, and Eddie, I believe, I think it was Eddie who was the son, yep. um, was racially profiled. And there there was a scene in a diner with the the two like two white cops. We know so his name is, wasn't Carlton. Yeah, well that that was <laughs> yeah, a that different was show. <laughs> which which again had its own. Had they it. they had their 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 scenes too. Yes, they did. And I was watching the press Fresh Prince of Bel Air today. And I was shoot. I was actually, I had Calvin doing some hand hand gestures and stuff. He was dancing along with the little rap of, uh, of with Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. But as a kid, watching Family Matters, it was just part of CGF. I didn't really think of the difference. But now, like literally thirty years later, seeing that scene go around the internet, it totally changes things for me. It does, yeah. And. Yeah things haven't changed and you think of the the riots with rodney king well that was the time of when full house and family matters all that Absolutely. was going on yep so when you're when you're a kid you don't think of all that stuff but now you're it's still but what i'm saying is that it's still the same issue yeah it is it's, and what is it a different world i used to watch that show mm -hmm. and they used to talk about race issues and I thought about it, but I didn't really think about it like I think about it today. And it's just like, I don't know. It's it's just sad that it's still such a... It has not gotten poignant better. Picture. It's yeah. just... I, I, I think when we were growing up, this was my take on it. Um, you know, you learn about the, the plight of America, you know, the slavery and all of that, and um, the stain that that is on our history. And there was a sense that we haven't come far enough but we're progressing in the right, in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Like I always had that feeling like, like 
it's it's terrible what people had to go through in the past and what they're going through now isn't that great but it's better than what it was in the past and we're mm-hmm. progressing forward to a future that one day everybody will will live up to the american ideal that feeling in me as an adult is gone like i i, I don't know i want to hope that we will reach a place of equality across the board one day but when will that when will that happen? And it, it hasn't happened from when we were kids till now. <laughs> if anything, if anything, we're heading backwards. Yeah. So like I, I, you know, and and you know, again, that's coming out of my own white privilege because um, black people might say it's never been any different. This is the way it's always been for us. You know, right. it's only been worse to this. <laughs> you know, like, and um, but but that idea that pride that we're moving forward as, as a human race, you know, like as a human race, uh, it's just, is gone in my mind. Like I, I just, I don't, I hope for it, but I'm not holding my breath for it anymore. Like I, I was when I was a kid, you know? And, um, I think, I don't know about you, Sal and Allison, but I think this is a good place for us to end. And I think for our special segment, we can get into shithouse theology. Sounds good. I, uh, I was, I think, just in closing, you made me think of, I heard President Obama interviewed, mm-hmm. and he said his hope as president was just simply to move the needle. Even if he yeah. didn't get great things accomplished, if he moved the needle a little bit, he yeah. accomplished something. Um, so that's my hope, is that we could move, make some progress. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think Calvin agrees. Calvin agrees. <laughs> yeah. Did we uh, did we define that we don't by white privilege? We don't mean that we, as you and I taught as as white males, necessarily had a better life. We well, we did not talk about that, but that is true. Let's let's end with this. Yes, we'll end, we'll end with this. When Todd and I talk about white privilege, we don't mean that we as white people had a better life. We no. both went through struggles. We went through financial hardships. My my family um, was not by any means wealthy. In fact, we 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 lived paycheck to paycheck. Yep. There was a period in my life after my divorce that I was, I would be considered poor and mm-hmm. work paycheck to paycheck. Yep. Uh, white privilege does not mean that our we didn't go through struggles. It simply means our skin was not one of those struggles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we, we, we didn't were granted. We didn't have to worry about financial hardships and the fact that we're black and might get killed at a, at a police stop. Yeah. Or get killed walking down the street in our neighborhood. You know, I mean, it's not just the police. I mean, I hear people bring up, you know, like, well, what about black on black killings in the inner city? Yeah, that's a problem. Um, And yeah, that those are black lives getting lost as well, but we don't just, dismiss the police brutality and the other ways that blacks are suffering because we want to focus on this one issue that's all issues need to be focused on and honestly uh those those inner city problems aren't going to get fixed by white people looking down their noses at the black people which is exactly what that sentiment is right like well what about the black no let's deal with the the issue at hand systemic racism we can eliminate systemic racism and we can lift people out of abject poverty. Why do why do those neighborhoods exist? Because white people moved out of them. Why did white people move out of them? Because black people moved into them. This is the reality. Yeah. And businesses follow white people. That's right. We need to address the fact that the system has always been geared towards white people. 
Right. Right. Um, and that's what white privilege is. It's not being ashamed of being right. white or being ashamed of your heritage or saying that white people had it easy and weren't poor. There are plenty of destitutely. In fact, there, there, there are some white people who are more poor than some black people. Right. I, I'm not we, doubting that. We can address, we can address, you know, whites being killed by cops and black on black crime. We can address that once we address the fact that the system yes. unjustly for the last 400 years and has been geared towards white people. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I think this is a good place to end. Uh, we will carry it over to our, this has been a kind of heavy segment, but we're in a heavy time and I think we need mm -hmm. to address it. We I'm glad we did. Uh, if we said anything wrong or insensitive, let us know. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, we're not, we're not, perfect uh but our hearts i believe are in the right place and um you know we're we're, we're looking for an america where all people count equally right. uh so yeah we are looking for all lives to matter they just don't yet and uh and we need to fight so that they do uh and stand up for what's right because that's what christ calls us to do that is the christian way right. uh so yeah. So, friends, as we always tell you, you must, as Christians, be excellent to each other. And don't be a jerk. Rock on. Rock on. Rock on.